Hi there, welcome to Where's Wilmington. I'm Lisa Kapala Egan. So, have you ever been to a restaurant or maybe uh, were ordering a drink and you saw on their billboard they had all these things written and it looked really fancy and maybe you looked away for a minute, but maybe you thought, you know, who does that? Is it someone in the kitchen who's writing all those specials? Well, it's not. So today we're gonna find out who does all that and how does that work? I have with me my friend Marie Marrero. Hello. Hi. She is an artist and a window painting designer. Imagine that. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So we met kind of serendipitously because you did a little window painting here. Not little, it's actually quite large, for WCTV. Yeah. And that got me to thinking about how we see so many things in life, but we don't really think about or we take for granted how those things got there, right? So how did you become... A window painting designer. Well, time to go. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, were, as a kid, did you always, were you always an yeah. artist? Um, Take us back to the beginning. Well, uh, both my parents are very artsy. Um, my dad is a really good artist, and um, he does a lot of drawing. And I always dabbled in all the mediums, and um, it was just always something I did on the side for fun. Okay, and so by mediums, you mean photography? Um, I mean more just painting, penciling. Um, I even do it in the forms of decorating. I decorate cakes. and Wow. Um, and so I kind of ventured into window painting at the last job I was at. Um, because I'm a pre-K teacher, we had a large glass window front. And so we... Uh, my director and myself were talking about how we could put something she wanted to do art because she saw other window painting. Right. And she knows when she goes into my classroom, she sees some of the things that I have um, drawn up for my classroom. So that was kind of what kicked it off. And then I started to branch out and see what I could do. Okay. So does one go to college for this or is it more generalized how did you actually kind of carve out your niche I mean a lot of people do go to college for this but um is it called window painting design is it, what, what would be no I think it's what just would it be called I think it's just painting in general and murals okay. oh, um, murals yeah and I it's just something I did on the side that kind of caught attention and so I was able to kind of turn it into um Kind of a lucrative side. Sure. Um, I don't know what you would call it, the side. Like a hobby. Yes, thank you. But a little bit more than that because you're trying yeah. to turn it into something bigger. Right? Yeah. With um, all your free time because you have children, you have yeah. a husband, you're also teaching, and you're doing all these artsy things on the side. But I would imagine that's a creative outlet for you and yeah. probably is relaxing for you. It is. I do enjoy right. it. It does. It takes quite a bit of time. Um especially depending on the size of the windows or the wall or the chalkboard. Um, but it doesn't feel like work, so the five hours goes by really fast. Right. And actually, it's funny you should mention how many hours because I want to talk a little bit about that. So, okay, you, when you were in college, what was your college major? So I, And where'd you go, actually? I went to um, Central Maine Community College um, okay. in Auburn, Maine. And I originally straight out of high school went to school for culinary and that's when I found I was very good at making and decorating mostly cakes right um, for large like wedding cakes and large function cakes um, 
And so I started doing that on the side mm -hmm. when, because um, I decided hospitality management wasn't for me. Right. And um, I took time off and did that on the side for some money and for friends who got married. Right. That was a great uh, wedding present for them. And then I decided spending time with my younger sister, um, I really wanted to work with children. So I went into back to college for that, but always did art on the side. Okay. And I was always able to put my um, artistic talents to use in my day-to-day -day job. Right. Um, well, I can see how that would overlap because it yeah. seems to me that's who you are. Really. Yeah. yeah, but you got to pay the bills, so you have yeah. to do something, <laughs> exactly. right? So when you're decorating a cake, I mean, we've all seen some beautiful elaborate cakes. That's 3D, yeah. but the window painting and the mural painting is 2D. Yeah. So how do you make those windows come alive like a cake would? How do you do that? Uh, it's just all about um, a lot of practice and shading and dimension and... Um, just things I was taught offhand by my dad and um, just looking at art books and always practicing and wanting to try new styles of painting right. and drawing. And so um, every time I learn a new um, style or a new approach to shading or creating or lighting, um, I like to add it and practice. Okay. And so it really does bring my work it elevates it. Right, in a right. Sense. Yeah. And I think some of, one of the buzzwords I remember from, you know, college was perspective, right? Yeah. It's how you look at the image that helps you to formulate how you can translate that and make it pop, yeah. right, with shadowing and design. Okay. So you go from college, and then what happens? When did you decide to start doing art as more of a side gig? I would say um, recently in the past year is when I had ventured out but for the last several years, I was um, primarily just doing the window front of um, my previous uh, uh, workplace. Right. And so I um, really enjoyed it, and I would post pictures, and I would get a lot of feedback. And so I decided to go on, um, we're part of the Wilmington community page. Sure. Um, my husband and I, and so I thought, why not show right. like what I've done um, and see what kind of attention it attracts. Cool. So. And at the end of this program, we're going to show some footage that Tom Bezerra took for us showing Marie actually doing our window. It's a little vignette that shows kind of some of what that looks like. Here's what's funny about people. When they look at something, they think, oh, that's great, but they don't really think about the time it takes. Yeah. You just said very cavalierly, five hours, but that's actually <laughs> accurate. So walk me through, somebody calls you and they say, hey, I saw your work and I have a window front then what? Uh, I usually, depending on the season, um, I ask what they're looking for. Right. Um, and we talk about, I will come out and look at the size of the windows um, so we can see if they just want something, whether it's going to take up the whole window or it's just a scene to do the perimeter of the window right. so they can still have the visual. Right, because actually when I watched you do your amazing work that you did, I saw that you actually made it so that you could see it from the inside of the window and from the outside of the window, which I thought was amazing. And then you also left enough room so that we can still, still th see through the door, which I know sounds like, duh, right? But yeah. if you don't know that, you might not know to think of that. Yeah. So when you scope out the job, 
how do you know what kind of paint to use? Do you always use the same kind of paint and what is it? So that's kind of been a trial and error that we, um, we meaning when I first started my uh, previous director, we didn't know, we knew we wanted to paint on the window, but we wanted it to be something that couldn't rub off so the right. children you know, could enjoy it and they're small children, so they're gonna touch. And yes. we wanted it to you know, not be permanent, but not rub off. And at the time, we didn't really know much about window painting, so we were just working with the water-based paint that we had at the center and mixing some glue in it because glue you know, keeps it from cracking and peeling. Mm. And that worked for a little while, and there was also kind of a reason why I was hesitant to show my art, though it still came out good. It was very temperamental to work with, mm. and it um, looked nice, but it just didn't always feel up to mm. your the, standards. The standards to show yeah. it off to the, mm -hmm. the public. I understand that. I mean, most artists are very self-critical, right? Yeah. And you're going to look at everything you do and say, "I could have done." And yeah. That's how you get better and better, right? Yeah. And then after researching online um, this past fall, we found out you can actually use interior. Um, latex house paint oh. and it goes on so smooth it dries so quickly and then it peels right off with the window scraper when you're done with it but it holds up to all the weather um, and it's been a real game changer which mm. was the first time I had worked with that was this past fall and that's when I was really proud of how it came out and that's what I had posted on the community okay. page. So what about sunlight? Um, so far Cause that's gonna make it fade right? No. Good. Yeah. Great. Um, so we, I did the fall one and um, and there was no fading, there was no peeling. Um, and then this past winter, um, at the very beginning of the winter is when I did my previous um, daycare and it's still holding up. There's no cracking or peeling or fading. And so Great. it really is impressive. Yes, I agree. <laughs> for inside house paint. Yes, it's pretty cool. And it's on the outside of the window too. So the fact that it's held up, you know, this far, and especially during this kind of weather. Okay. Most of what you did for us was freehand. Yes. Do you sometimes use stencils or do you look at a picture as you're doing it or is it all in your head? Um, so I will pull up pictures to reference. Um, and like for instance, for the polar bears and um, I needed, I didn't know much about um, the equipment you guys use. So right. I had stenciled some of the cameras you had um, and I will stencil that and have it to look at as I paint. But I usually paint as I go. I don't stencil or kind of do a rough draw and then draw over it. Um, I kind of just freehand it the whole way through. Okay. And. If I do mess up, the best part is it scrapes off very clean, so yes. you can continue, but that rarely happens, which, Okay, luckily. So walk me through the procedure. I mean, I know the term whitewashing. You don't have to do the whole window first to make it stay, do you? No, so I do the white um, primer coat so that when I paint on top of it, the paint just pops better and it's not as translucent. Um, so like you said, you could still see it from yes. the inside, yes. which is great. So it's not just the white from the inside, but if I were to just do the color, it would be more translucent than okay. how bold and how much it pops with the white back coat. Okay. But there's no special treatment I need to do over it or anything. Okay. So you also use chalk, you said. 
Yes. Tell um, me a little bit about what it's like working with that. I'm left-handed, so. So am I. That would, oh, you are. Yeah, and so, so. that would be a problem for me because I always lean on things and get stuff. Yeah. So tell me about that. So there's actually, um, it's chalk paint, like chalk paint markers. Right. Um, those are what I use and work with, and I have different sizes with the uh, varying tips. Um, because I do also dabble in calligraphy. There's mm. a lot of fonts that those I do tend to like kind of trace out ahead of time and then I go over it. But um, I am, uh, I've been practicing with that and there's most fonts I can do fairly well. Um, okay. And, but yeah, the chalk markers are really, a really great tool. Okay. What's your favorite medium to work with? I mean, do you prefer doing murals inside? Do you like windows? What do you really enjoy? Um, I just like, I love painting. Um, it's my favorite and I, it's what I have the easiest time with. Um, I would say I enjoy windows, any, um, really any canvas, right? Canvas, walls, um, windows. Okay. Let me ask you something. When you go into a restaurant or another place and you see work done, do you critique it? You probably can't help it. I don't, uh, it's not so much critique it, but I do, I always take it in and admire it because it's a lot of work. Yes. And so I like, because usually I have yet to go into a diner or a restaurant and see like a wall menu that had been handwritten and drawn, like with the pictures. Right. Um, and they always come out so beautiful. So I always definitely enjoy just taking it all in and looking mm. at it. Um, but I don't ever really critique it. Um, murals, I definitely, I don't critique either, but I do like to take in. I'm like, how would I do that? Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great right. question. I mean, I've seen a lot of murals done, and sometimes there's like one little piece where your eye catches and you go, ooh, that dog doesn't look quite <laughs> right, like 3D-wise, but the rest of it is good. And I think sometimes your yeah. eye catches that That's one true, little yeah. flaw. Or you notice, like, there could have been a little bit of shading there. Right. But those are things I probably just say in, to myself. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. I don't expect you to run up to the counter and say, I oh, need yeah. to fix that. Right? I also notice, too, sometimes people's handwriting slants upward or downward when they're using those chalkboards. How yeah. do you control against that when you're... Because you want it to be even. I do. Um, there's a few... Um, I would use, there's um, a leveler you can stick on the wall that has like ah. the, the laser. <laughs> but you could also use um, some, most of the time, especially when I write, like if I write a saying on the windows, on a window painting, right. um, I'll just eyeball it with scotch tape or mm -hmm. um, like the masking tape. Is the like blue tan. painter's tape? Yeah, that or yes. the tan, the thinner, because mm -hmm. um, it comes off easier. Um, and so I usually eyeball it with that if I don't have... Um, like a like a type of level, thing. right? But um, that's the best way because when I do write freehanded, I do I slant. Yes, and I so. think I think almost everybody does, especially being left-handed. That's yeah. different for us. Sometimes when I look at window drawings and they're curved, I wonder how that's done. Would you pre-make something like that? Let's say you had to do words that went sort of in a you know like a rainbow. How would you do something like that? Um, that's probably when I would just make uh, an arch line mm -hmm. and use that um, as my guide. And then I would write the words over it and then erase the line after. No stencils. No stencils. That is amazing A lot of people me. could use it. I just, I don't have the patience for it. Really? <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because I'm, there's, you know, I would rather erase it and do it again mm -hmm. three times and sure. take the time to stencil it all out. All right. So that leads me to the next obvious question. How do you know when you're done? 
Um, I mean, you could sit there. You said five hours, six hours. And when you look at it with a critical eye, you're probably going to always want to add that extra brush stroke. How do you know when to call it a day for yourself? Um, well, it's harder in the wintertime um, because it got darker and it got a lot colder. Right. Like, for instance, even just the window I did for here, there's a lot of stuff I would redo or I would like to change. Oh my God, um, we love it. <laughs> it's have, beautiful. You'll see it at the end of the show. Or I didn't have time to finish or I, I could have added more shading there. But um, so usually I will just stay and work longer until mm. I'm satisfied um, because I don't go by the hour. Um, we usually judge it based on the space and the detail. Right, right. Um, which gives me the freedom and doesn't stress either party out right. about how long it takes me. Right, because so otherwise, can, if it's exactly. so much an hour or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I also think, though, as, as this is a business, right, so you kind of got to think about that. If you stay the extra couple of hours, even though you want it to be perfect, that's going to cut into your profit margin, too. So you probably have to be a little more strict with yourself than you might like to be as an artist, I think. Yes and no, um, because profit-wise, um, it's I always plan it on days where I have an ample amount of time. Right. Um, and so I kind of am able to give myself that freedom where it doesn't impact um, time versus cost. Um, and because I enjoy it. Right. And the time really does fly by. Right. I'm like, oh, geez, I've been here five hours. I was like, but I, I couldn't believe it that day. I, I still like, have wow. like, but I still want to add this and I can shade this and I right. want to add this detail. So it, but it is, I, it is definitely something that I try to, I am trying to work on in, in the sense of planning where I don't have to go over the top, right. but I always want to go over the top. I totally understand <laughs> that. When you're planning out a project, do you write anything down or is it all I usually head. will do a rough sketch. I'll do a rough sketch um, and usually to show the client as well so they um, have an idea because um, usually they'll give me variables, um, especially like wintertime. They want a winter scene, right? Um, snow-covered trees. right? For instance, when I did here, they wanted um, Arctic animals. And so I kind of just go off of that and then I'll sketch something out and... Um, but for every um, job I've done, I've always had a lot of creative freedom, which has been nice. That's great. Um, and so that's not to say I'm not open to doing something very, very specific where they want specific things or they want it to look exactly like a picture. Right. Um, and so I can do that as well. Usually um, the clients that I've had, don't really know what they want either. They're like, I, I just want this, so surprise yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love whatever you do. Yeah. But I think the sketch is good because it kind of saves you because yeah. my vision in my head might not translate to what you paint. Exactly. And so I think that sketching part is going to be crucial for you in case you get that deer in the headlights look, which I'm sure has never happened to you, of what is this when I didn't ask for that. So it's probably a good yeah. idea that you have a basic we don't want any of these, but this is exactly. all okay. Yeah. But I think, too, we probably count on you as the expert, and we, as the consumer, probably don't know what we want. We just know we want it to look beautiful. Yeah. and I Which asked, is so subjective. Yeah. And I always, like, um, ask, send me pictures of some ideas, um, so that way I can get a sense of what they're envisioning and translate it the best 
you know, to my ability. Right. Um, and I, I do a lot, a lot that is on my um, gallery that I have um, created is more whimsical and mm -hmm. cartoony. Um, but I do in plan to do some work, personal work on the side to add to it to show okay. that I do also enjoy more um, realistic painting as well. I love doing mm -hmm. flowers and um, more greenery like trees and um, so I enjoy that too, the more realism. Right. Because you don't want to label yourself in a cookie cutter as exactly. this is all I do. Yeah. Right? So you have an Instagram account, which we're going to put that I information do. so people can see that you do it soup to nuts, whatever it takes. Right? Yeah. Which okay. I am still currently adding because it's this is still all new to me. It's yeah. something that um, I'm starting to pour more time into. Mm -hmm. um, so it's limited now, but I am currently building and adding to my okay. gallery. Where do you get all your supplies? And then let's talk about brushes. Okay. So, um, the, I just get your regular, um, the, like artist painting brushes, the, the various tips and fans and widths, um, because though I do use a roller to get on like the base coat, like the white base coat, I then will go in with just your regular, um, artist paint brush mm -hmm. brushes, um, because I use different sizes for different parts of the paintings. Um, and then... I get them anywhere from the, the Michaels to mm -hmm. Walmart. Um, sure. Just the good quality ones that don't shed. Right. So then after you leave here, you pack up all your adjectives and off you go. What's the process like when you get home? Um, I just soak my brushes in warm soapy water. Um, but what I do is I collect them once I'm done with them throughout the you know, five to six hour process. Um, I store them in a Ziploc bag so they don't dry out. Right and they stay cool um, and wet still. So when I get home, I can clean them without them getting hard. Right, because um, we've all had that experience from painting yeah. our homes. You leave it and exactly. you know, it's a nightmare. And if I'm finished with one, um, with the first four paintbrushes, four hours before I'm done, they're gonna be rock hard and um, I don't wanna ruin them, make them last as much as right. I can. Right. So yeah, so I usually, store them so that they can't dry out and then when I get home I soak them all and wash them and then they dry the next day. Um, Excellent. Yeah but everything else I kind of come with disposable um, bowls that I can mix my paints in because most of the time I will mix my paints to change the shading like on site right. and then I just bring my own trash bag depending on where I'm painting um, and I just toss everything as I go. Right. So usually the only real cleanup at the end of the day is just washing my paintbrushes. Good. Yeah. And have you ever had to match the color of a particular business and that might be a little challenging? Uh, no, not not yet. This was here. I tried to do the logo a couple of times. It came and luckily, luckily, You'll see it at the end. <laughs> we'll attach it. Luckily it was just red. It was, uh, um, and so it was your basic bright red. But um, otherwise I have not come to that challenge yet. But I do enjoy mixing paints to find the right shade. Mm. Um, and But so far, it's just mostly been for fun and for, like, as I'm adding color and shading to the different parts. Excellent. Yeah. Is there anything final? Can you believe we're almost done? You'd like to say or tell us today before you go? Um, yes. I also um, 
do, I enjoyed like leading and hosting paint nights um, oh, okay. where I can come to you or if you rent a venue out. Um, sure. And I will supply the materials, um, but I enjoy leading and doing the tutorials on that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was, and then I obviously, we talked about the calligraphy. Yes. And that I also, you know, do murals on top of the window painting. Wonderful. But I think. I think that's enough. Yeah. And teaching <laughs> school and raising a family yeah. too. Yes, I think that's more than enough. Thank you so much yes, for taking time you. out of your busy life to come here and visit with us. I really appreciate it. And you'll see her work at the end of this program. Is there anywhere else around town that we can see some of your work? Yes, um, if you go to McKinnon's in Wilmington, mm -hmm. um, I have done um, the fall and now the winter display on their um, exterior doors. See, so now when you go there, you'll know. Isn't that great? If you've ever wondered, now you know. Thank you so much, Marie, for being yes. with us today. And thank, thank you, you for watching Where's Wilmington. The next time somebody asks you Where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll be again with you soon.